Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is Reverend Aaron Williams, 2023. Wow. What a year. We just began a brand new year coming out of 2022 into 2023. And God already, hallelujah, has been good. We thank God for you that are tuning in. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Tune in blog, talk, radio, slash Purpose Kingdom. Listen online or call in 319-527-600. Nine one, you know, we just we, we we're we're encouraged in the Lord because God has just not been good, but He is good, you know. Um, and before we get into the Word, let's as always let's pray. God, I do thank you and I bless you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your Word that's forever settled in heaven. Settle your Word in our hearts, God. In the name of Jesus, we're confident that the word that goes out of your mouth, even as your word said, God, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish what you sent it out to do. So send it out, God, to your own glory, that it may bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold in Jesus' name. I'm encouraged in the Lord. I'm encouraged in the Lord because God has always and always makes a way, you know, even ways that I don't always agree with, but he makes a way anyhow, because God is God, you know, God is sovereign, he can do what he wants to, you know, and the faster we get into that mindset that God can do things the way he desires to do, you know, that it is going to happen, and don't get discouraged with that, because a lot of people get disillusioned with God. You know, and blame everything on God. Well, listen, we're in a fallen state. We are fallen man. We're fallen creation. We've strayed away from God. We've sinned. We've we've been become children of wrath, children of the curse that's under the law, under the broken law, the law of God, where he told our forefather Adam, don't eat of that tree. Don't eat the day that you surely eat. The day you eat, you shall surely die. And we just want to let you understand, but yet we have a new father. We have a new Adam, the second Adam, Jesus Christ, who became a curse for us. For the scripture says, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. By God, hallelujah. He became a curse for us. He that knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. Look what he's done for us. Hallelujah. That we can stand before a holy God as though we had never Hallelujah, committed a sin. Now we stand justified in him. Hallelujah, in him we live and move and have our being in him. I'm excited today because when God shows me some things, I understand it's for me. I understand that he, he made me a minister. I understand that I'm a preacher. I understand that I'm ordained by the church, but I understand that I'm a first partaker of everything that he gives me. I have to read it. I have to apply it. I have to meditate on it. I have to dig deep into it because I want to see what's in it for me. And hallelujah, as he gives it for me, Hallelujah. I, in turn, give it back out. Hallelujah. A lot of times he gives me things that just causes weeping. Hallelujah. It was good things, blessed things, but just 
for wheat before the Lord. Uh, how good and how pleasant it is, not just for brethren to dwell together in unity, but how good and how pleasant it is to dwell in the presence of a living God. Hallelujah. We serve a living God. Our God's not dead. He is alive. Hallelujah. He is alive. And in 2023, I'm expecting my expectation is off the charts. Hallelujah. My expectation of God, if he did this much with me, hallelujah, I'm waiting to see, hallelujah, what he's still yet to do. Because, listen, the cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. All souls belong to him. Hallelujah. My God, do you understand how good God is? Come on, tell somebody. Tell a neighbor. Tell a friend. God is good. Hallelujah. I just got to give the Lord a hand clap right here on Facebook. I got to give the Lord a hand clap right here. My God, on Facebook because God. Did I say God? Because God is good. As we look at the scripture and during our last services we had for the year 2022, you know, I was privileged to be a part of the year in revival with Purpose Kingdom, you know, with Pastor Toy and the other ministers, you know, great ministers of the gospel that, you know, every year come along and don't think it robbery to be with us and to share a word, you know, and it was so exciting but the Lord gave us a word about the prodigal son, and everyone knows the story. You know, people that don't even go to church know the story of the prodigal son. If they don't know the the whole story, they do know the the story label and the story title, prodigal son. They know about the prodigal son coming back home. You know, Fred Hammond wrote a song, Prodigal Son, Come Back to your love. Come back to my love. Come back to the love of the Father, which we talked about a few weeks ago that the story is not truly about the Son, but the story is truly about the love of a Father. My God, for while the Son was yet a far way off, the Bible says that the Father saw him. And the key into that, when we look in Luke 15, the key into that is that because the Father was looking for him. The father had expectation. The father knew that the son wasn't ready for the life that he had thrown himself into, although he had sustenance. He had no character. Although he had money, he had no foundation. He only wanted the things that moved him physically. Hallelujah. But when those things we talked about spending out of your source, not spending out of not spending out of your interest, but spending out of your principles, spending out of your foundation. When you begin to empty yourself out of what sustains you, how long can you go when you're spending from your resources? That's why I'm glad that we have a God. And there's no measure that can measure his numberless, his innumerable. Hallelujah. His phantomless supply, his, his supply is innumerable. That's why we can go to him daily. Because as much as he's given us today, hallelujah, it's more for us tomorrow if we go to him. All of us in a way are prodigal sons wasting. Hallelujah. And, 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 and as, I, as I read the story, I got my notes somewhere. We're we, we going to get in the book. You know, but um, as, as I read the book and read the story, I continue to understand, and I talked about this not too um, a few weeks ago in the revival. You know, the younger son, 
excuse me, after he left and lost everything, he found out that his true wealth was being with the Father. Hallelujah. He was prodigal, but being prodigal let him realize his resources wasn't his wealth. His money wasn't his wealth. His cattle wasn't his wealth, but his wealth was at the house of the Father. The wealth was in the Father's house. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, child of God, children of God, that our wealth is not in our gifts. Our wealth is not in how much we can accumulate on this earth, but our wealth is in our relationship with the Father. My God, hallelujah. We got Christians all over everywhere, people claiming to be Christians and have no relationship with their true source, their true source of income, their true source source of sustenance, their true source of wealth. And that true source is with the Father. We see that because the older son, though he had been at the house all of the time, never realized that his wealth was his father's limitless supply. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Let me read the story. And a certain man had two sons. This is in Luke 15, 11. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. That's mine. <clears throat> and the scripture says, as we emphasized last week, and he divided unto them his living. That, that's key right there. He divided. The son asked for it. The younger son asked for it. But right there in the father's estate, he divided to them his living. He gave the older son also the greater portion because we know in Jewish custom, the older son got the double portion. So if, to explain that, what happened if, a, if the father had two sons, he would divide the inheritance equally into three portions. And he would give the older son two portions, and the younger son get one. So the two that remained belonged to the older son. And as we emphasize and try to illustrate last time that we were here on, on the network and on air or Facebook, was that which son was prodigal? Which son was the wasteful one? Was, was it the one that just took his inheritance and spent it on righteous living? Or was it the one that had it all the time at his disposal and did nothing with it? That, that had it all the time at his hand to do what he wanted, to fulfill the purposes of the father, to grow the business, to grow the father's estate, and did nothing. Well, we see that at the end of the story, when the father, when the son wouldn't go in and come into the party, the father went out to him and said, listen, son, all that I have belongs to you. Hallelujah. For I've given you, I've divided my estate, so all that you see belongs to you. But you did nothing with it. He said, listen, you never killed for me, the fatty cat. You never had a party for me. And the father said, listen, this one, the one that was lost, the one that was troubled, the one that went astray, the one that backslid, the one that was hypocritical, it was meat that when he got in right, when he came back, when he came to himself, it was the right thing to do to kill the fatted cat. It was the right thing to do to have a party. It was the right thing to do to rejoice. You can rejoice anytime. 
We got people that have been blessed by God with many gifts, many talents, and are still having their eyes on other people. Our pastor used to say it often. Listen, when we begin to measure ourselves by ourselves, we measure according to someone else's power. We measure according to someone else's gift. We measure to someone else's grace on their life and favor in their lives. But when we do that, we use a short stick. For my measure is God, my God. My measure is God. And I have to go to the next story because as we move from this prodigal son, the very next story in chapter 6 begins to tell us about the unjust steward. And just to briefly speak about that, the unjust steward, they said, they said that the, the, the master said, listen, you've been unjust. You, you did wrong. Listen, you ain't going to be a steward no more after the day. I'm taking your job. I'm giving it to somebody else. The steward, the Bible says, I'm paraphrasing. He went out in his mind, Brother Steve, bless you, and said, you know, what can I do? I, I, I can't lose. I can't go and lose this. I, I, I got to do something. He said, because if I lose this job, who's going to take me in? Hallelujah. Who's going to look after me if I lose my position here in the master's house? Who's going to take me in outside of the house? And you got to realize, hallelujah, that God's mercy for us is so great. When nobody else will take us in, he is still the father that's looking for his son. He's still the master who will be merciful, even though the servant was unjust. And it said that the servant said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to call everybody that owes my master. If they owe 10, I'm going to tell them, give me eight. If they owe eight, I'm going to tell them, give me five. And he went on so that the master saw this and said, wow, you, you, you really did, you were really wise in how you pulled this off. And let me read what it said in verse 8 of chapter 16. And the Lord commended the unjust steward, still called him unjust, because he had done wisely. But listen, for the children of this world, are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of mammon, of unrighteousness. That, listen, when you fall, when you fail, it doesn't say if you fail, it says when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitation. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. And it goes to me, I'm near it that, and it seems to be a link because of how close the story that Christ told, the link between the heart of the older son and the heart of this unjust servant. If you're unfaithful in a little bit, you're going to be unfaithful in a lot. That's why people can't understand. Some people, they were mad. So I had a friend that was mad because someone stole $100. Someone stole $100 that he left on the table. And he was upset because someone stole $100. So his son came in, brand new sneakers, haircut. He's like, yo, where'd you get money to get brand new sneakers and a haircut? He said, I took it off the $100. I took that $100 that was on the table. I said, well, that was my $100. He said, well, I put $20 on there the other day, and somebody took that. He said, it's, not, it's a difference. No, it's not a difference. 
the concept, the precept, hallelujah, the principle was that he stole. And he was upset because of the amount. We, we got to get it together. It's the precept of stealing that was the issue, not the amount. We can't waste sin. Sin is sin. It's the same thing that the scripture said. For it's the same God that says, thou shalt not covet and thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. The same God that held one law is the same God that holds them all and holds us all accountable. For let me continue to read. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous man, if you haven't been faithful in the things that don't even belong or pertain to God, will who will commit to your trust the true riches? We're looking for God to bless. When he gave us principle, when he gave us examples, when he gave us samples in the world to prove our faithfulness, to prove our righteousness, to prove that we were just servants. And now we come in and want to know why we're not seeing the blessings move. I'm not talking about anybody. I'm talking about me. I'm I'm preaching to me. Why do I not become as successful as I'm sure? Why isn't the money coming in the way I'm planning for it? Might be possible that God was testing you even before you came to him. That God was testing you even before you said yes to see if you were just or unjust. And it says, if you weren't faithful with the unrighteous man, who will submit to your trust true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that? which is your own, the riches that belong to us. But we serve a heavenly father. We serve a holy God. We serve a righteous judge. We serve a loving father. Hallelujah. That through his love, through his compassion for us, will yet allow us and give to us, my God. We know what it says in Luke 12, cheer not, little flock. What is your father's good pleasure to give you, my God? He wants to give us the kingdom. He wants to give it to us because it belongs to us. We're kingdom kids. We're king's kids. We belong and have citizenship in heaven. Do we understand our citizenship? Let's turn to Galatians. Galatians, the fourth chapter. Because as we look at the sun, we realize as we glean from the story that we are heirs of God. We are sons and daughters of God. We belong to the family of God. Galatians 4 says, and I'm going to do a lot of reading. I'm going to read from 1 to 11. It says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. But as under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Listen, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba. 
Father, wherefore you are no longer thou art no more servant, listen, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Howbeit then, when we knew not God, ye did service unto him, which by nature are no gods. But now, after that, you have known God, or rather are known of God. How turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements wherein you desire again to be in bondage? After you've come to the point where now you know God, you recognize your position in God, but yet we don't do, we're the older son. We don't do the same. Hallelujah. We turn to the weak and beggarly elements. When the father said, all that I have, son, belongs to you. You observe days and months and times and years. I'm afraid of you, Paul said in Galatians, lest I had bestowed upon you labor in vain. But we are confident that we have not been saved in vain, that the gospel was given not to us in vain, but because we realize, my God, we realize that we are heirs of God. We realize that we're sons of God. We realize that we're of the kingdom of God, that we can now come before God and say, Daddy, because he's given us the spirit whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Not to get what we want, because we know when we ask amiss, when we ask on to heap upon our own lusts and our own desires, that we don't get what we always want. But the Bible says when we pray according to his will, he hears us. And we know that when he hears us, we have the petitions that we desire of him in Christ. My God, in Christ, in Christ, as we move and live in him. Hallelujah. Everything that we have as heirs of God belong to us. Hallelujah. We're no longer servants. We're no longer slaves. We're no longer unjust, but been made the righteousness of God. Listen, through Christ Jesus, hallelujah, we've been made righteous through Christ. The younger son realized that when he left and lost everything, he said, I will arrive and go to my father. Why? I, I understand I'm an heir, but listen, I don't, I'm not worthy to be called your son, dad. Make me one of your hired servants. He realized that his wealth, his wealth wasn't in his riches. He realized that his wealth wasn't in his goods and the things that he had, but his wealth was in the house of the father. His wealth was in the presence of the father. His wealth was in the love of the father. I want to challenge you that have been in the house all the time. You've never done anything wrong. But your heart wants to know why it seems that others are blessed, why it seems that others have more goods than me and I've been faithful. Why does it seem that everyone else is getting the best and here I am serving the Father? Some say, listen, Dad, I've served you all these years. Never have I done the things that this boy did. Never. Let me read exactly what it says in Luke 15. Hallelujah. He said, these many years, verse 29, I serve you. I never transgressed at any time your commandments, and yet you never gave me a kid 
You never killed the fat calf. You never threw me a party that I make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son, as soon as that one over there, you, you know the hypocrite. You know the prodigal. You know the wasteful one. You know the one that left and wanted his stuff before it was his time. That one, the hard-headed one that transgressed your house and that did wrong. Yeah, yeah, that one. And he devoured his living, went and chasing harlots and did all this stuff that you know wasn't even pleasing or was against your will. Now he come and you're going to kill the fatted calf. Check our hearts. I'm going to keep talking about our hearts because I'm concerned about us moving into the things of God as we, we, we recognize we love Jesus. We recognize and believe that we've been saved by grace, but I'm still here in my mind. Many shall sleep in that day. Lord, didn't we do all of this in your name? Wait a minute, wait a minute, because we understand the scriptures before said, wait a minute, he said before, he, he said before that not just will many come in that day and say, Lord, Lord, but he said that as we move forward, many are going to come in that day, and he said, I, I, I never, this is still bothering me, this is, I, this is still, I never knew you. How? We cast out devils and not know the Father. How can we do miracles and not know the Father? How can we do these mighty acts? Remember, Jesus told the disciples, leave that one alone. He said, hey, we got this guy over there casting out devils in your name. We don't know who he is. And Jesus said, listen, leave him alone. Because if he's not against us, he's for us. But yet there are going to be some that... Cast devils in the name of Jesus. And he say, I never knew you. Listen, the mercy of God is always here. This illustration and story of the prodigal son shows and illustrates to us the love of the father, even when we do wrong, the love of the master, even in light of the unjust servant, the unjust steward who he put over his goods, to manage his house. Listen, God has given us the kingdom, and he's put us over his goods. Ah, yeah. He put us over his goods Just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. To manage his house, we got to make sure we know him. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never, I want that scripture to burn in you every time you think I'm not praying. I want that scripture to burn in you every time you think to take advantage of grace. I want that to burn in you every time you feel yourself getting lackadaisical on the things of God. Because I want to challenge you and myself to press in, to see. I know you want to see what your eyes see. When you're on your knees, I want know. I know you want to see, Hallelujah, what your heart sees when you pray to a holy God. Listen in Hebrews, Hallelujah, my God, it's some good stuff. In Hebrews 11, it says this: For by faith, 
You know, we know we talk about faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Jumping down to verse 8, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, what did he do? He obeyed. And he went out not knowing where he was going. King James says not knowing whither he went. By faith, listen, he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles or tents with Isaac and Jacob. Listen, the heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 10, for he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. God put in him by faith the kingdom of heaven and said, I'm taking you to a city. Abraham seen by faith heaven. And he was dwelling in the promised land and didn't know it because his faith showed him the kingdom. His faith showed him the house of God. His faith showed him the tabernacles of God. But he was in the promised land and didn't know it. He didn't set up shop. He didn't build any buildings there. He stayed in tabernacles. He stayed in tents because the Bible says he was looking for a city that had foundation, that was made by the very hand of God. My God, when we begin to understand and believe, when we truly believe that it's God's good pleasure, to give us the kingdom. When we truly believe that the Father wants us to prosper, that the Father wants us, hallelujah, hallelujah, to not just be a blessing, not just to bless us, but to, when we understand, uh, I'm beginning, thank you. He wouldn't even call him, Steve said, he wouldn't even call his own brother, brother. He said, he, this one, yeah, I see that, Steve. Amen. He said, that, this one here. He wouldn't even call him his brother. But as we recognize God's plan for us, recognize God's plan for our lives to bless us, listen, and that we would bring the kingdom of God into light through the gospel, through the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we needed a Savior that the curse of sin had destroyed and is destroying mankind. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, the Bible says, condemned sin in the flesh, that they, hallelujah, that live in the flesh, live according to their desires, live according to their own will and purposes, cannot please God. Hallelujah. But we, hallelujah, have better confidence of you. We have better confidence of you that you desire to please God, but no one's told you how. You've gone to church and you've heard about repentance. You've gone to the altar many times, but you don't know how. Brother Aaron, I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you how. You have to surrender. You have to be honest. You have to cry out. You have to resist the devil, and he'll flee. You, you, and he said, I did all that. I tried it. I fasted. I prayed, and you're still looking for your flesh to desire godly things. But listen, the Bible tells us in Romans, in this flesh dwells no good thing. Paul said it himself that he recognized that in the flesh he served sin. 
but in the spirit he serves God. What does that mean? That I always have to walk in accordance to the will of God and the spirit of God because in me dwells no good thing. I can get up off my knees after I prayed all night and my flesh will desire sin. My flesh will desire selfish ambition. My flesh will want what it wants. I have to yield my members to righteousness. Whatever man you exercise, I'm going to say this again, will be the man that's stronger. We recognize as we give in, we give in, and we give in, and we want to know why our flesh is so weak or what we consider strength of the flesh. Listen, the strength of the flesh, the strength of flesh, the flesh, the strength of sin is the flesh. And the strength of the law, the strength of sin is the law, which is in our members. We didn't even know that we were sinful until the law came. So the law is good to point us toward righteousness. But what the law does is shows us how much we need a Savior. The depravity of sin is in all of us. Just because I have a reverend in front of my name now doesn't mean I don't get tempted. But there's no temptation but such which is common to man. Listen, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you, who will not allow you, who will not permit you to be tempted above that which you're able. But we'll with the temptation. When it does come and it's strong, he'll also provide you a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. You may have been a prodigal son. You may have been an unjust servant. You may have been someone who just did whatever you want, and you think that you're beyond the love of God. I'm here to tell you, there's no measure. This is unfathomless love. There's no measure that can measure how much he wants to give you the kingdom. Listen, the just for the unjust the faithful for the unfaithful, the merciful for the merciless, for the merciless. God is our loving father. God is the father in that story. God is the master in that story. God, hallelujah, is God in your story and my story. It's because of his love for us while we're even here right now while we're able to sit here and talk to you in love, in understanding, in tenderness, in gentleness, in compassion, because I understand that if it had not been for the Lord that was on our side, if it had not been for God, if it had not been for the Savior, if it had not been for his sacrifice, we all are men most miserable. If this life is the only hope we have, we are men most miserable. My God, through Jesus, we have now been given eternal life and the keys to the kingdom. Come on, pray with me. God, I do thank you and I bless you. Bless you for this word. I bless you and thank you. Hallelujah, for just giving us the opportunity to finish this two-part 
of the prodigal son. God, even as we continue to share your word, I pray that those that have heard your word have received it on good ground, that it would bring forth fruit again to your own glory, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. Amen. If you heard that prayer, if you've heard this message, maybe you're just tuning in and you you want to give your heart to God, I want to challenge you tonight. To, 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 to not be churchy. Yeah, Brother Steve said the law doesn't save, it convicts. It brings us to a point to recognize without him, I will be nothing. Why will he give me a law just to show me how messed up I am? That you can fall on him. Hallelujah. That you can call on him. That you can look to him. That you can lean on him. Hallelujah. The God of your salvation. Hallelujah. We thank God. We thank God. Maybe you have been in church. Maybe you haven't been in church, but you came across this video on Facebook. Maybe someone turns you on to Blog Talk Radio and you'll get to go into the archives. And you've been listening as you were driving just to different ministers and you came across this audio. I want to challenge you to give your heart to God. You've tried everything else. People are doing things just because the law says it's legal. But yet God still stands with open arms. Say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart, and you shall find rest to your soul. But you got to come as you are. Come. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to clean it. Just come as you are. Hallelujah. If that's you, I want to lead you through a prayer of repentance. Hallelujah. That you can repent and ask the Lord to come into your heart and to forgive you and to cleanse you. And if you mean it, he'll do exactly what you're asking for. The Bible says, hallelujah, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth. Confession is made. Confess, I believe in Jesus. Hallelujah. Confession is made unto salvation. Say this with me, God. Be merciful, a sinner. Forgive me of my sins and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul. And write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, by your spirit, come into my heart and become Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Lord. For saving my soul. Again, if you said what you meant and meant what you said, God has done what you've asked him to do. I'm going to pray for you. Then we're going to bring on our engineer and technician for this evening, Brother Rob. He's going to give you some further instruction on how to correspond with Purpose Kingdom. You know, then we, after his announcements, we're going to come back and have a final word and a benediction. But let's pray, God, again, we do thank you. Thank you for the confessions of faith for the confessions of repentance.
God, even the prayers that the saints and the children of God, those that have come to just give you their lives, have said to you that you would save, that you would deliver, that you would cleanse. I pray right now, God, that the sincere milk of the word, God, that they would grow by, would germinate in their heart, even from the word that they received tonight, God, that the desire for your word would be a daily requirement in their lives and a daily diet, God, in their lives, that they would read your word, that they would talk to you in the name of Jesus, God, that they would talk to you and fellowship with you on a daily basis. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. I rebuke you off the lives of the people of God who have repeated this prayer. God, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, germinate the word into them. God, in the name of Jesus, bring forth fruit to your glory in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to bring up Brother Rob. You know, he's going to um, tell you how to correspond. You know, how you can continue your walk with the Lord through Purpose Kingdom and make a few announcements. Then we'll come back with the final word and the benediction. All right, all right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I thank you for tonight's word. Oh, man, it is, man, I guess we're going to get a part seven, but we'll see. But real quickly, I want to the announcements. Uh, this is the Product of Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us in tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, uh, whether you listen to us online or via phone, we uh, greatly appreciate your listenership and support here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And we uh, thank you for those that share with your friends and family members. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And we do have a call-in number, which is 319-527-6091. And uh, we also invite you to like us on our Facebook page at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. Uh, there you'll see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements there on that website. Okay, and we do have a radio network, which is pkn.com. Please check it out. It's pkn.com. And from there, you can listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration. And uh, just check it out and tell a friend. All right. And uh, also, we do have um, our archive shows, which is also at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Um, please check that out. And also, don't forget to tell a friend. All right. And um, with uh, God's will and God's blessing, we will be broadcasting at the 9 p.m. hour. And it's going to be Daughters of Roof. So go ahead and check that out at the 9 p.m. hour, and that's going to be hosted by the Reverend Maureen Lee. And uh, don't forget to tell a friend. So tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, we're going to be broadcasting with Doors of Roof, and that's going to be hosted by the Reverend Maureen Lee. All right, with that being said, that's going to be the end of our announcements, and we're going to bring back on Reverend Williams. And Reverend Williams, oh, man, appreciate you. sir. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, I'm so excited about the things of God in our lives. I was listening to um, Pastor um, Witherspoon, and she was talking about the peace of God, you know, that just seems to be covering her. You know, and I was I was so thankful when, when she said it, I was recognizing peace in my life. You know, there's things that are happening. There's things that are happening, but there's, there's such a peace 
you know, sometimes, sometimes I got to shake myself. I got to smack myself because, I, because you know, peace sometimes is, is so good that you won't move. <laughs> you're just like, oh, I'm just going to stay here. You know, but, you know, like, you know, Peter, like, you know, let's, let's tabernacle here. Let's make three tabernacles right here on the mountain. Let's, let's stay right here. You know, let's stay right here. But God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Here, him. We got to move when God say move. Hallelujah! Again, the younger son realized when he had wasted his living, he thought the money would make him famous. He thought the money would make him popular. He thought the money, Hallelujah, was going to turn around, turn over, and turn around from him, for him. But when you spend from your resource, when you spend from your source, when you spend, Hallelujah. Not from your interest. Hallelujah. I hope that you're learning something not just spiritual but financial. We have to stop living beyond our means to keep up with the Joneses to look good. Hey, hello. And live within our means and spend from the interest. Because God gave us a principle. He gave us and looking at us as a steward over what he's given us. And he's given us the keys to the kingdom. The prodigal son, the son that left, the younger son, realized when he had left everything. The Bible says he came to himself and said, servants at my father's house live better than this. Those that aren't even heirs, this is what I'm going to do. I will arise. We have to recognize that without God, we're in a low state. Without God, we might have the things that we need. We might have the cares of this world taking care of us. But there's still an arisal. There's still an uplifting. There's still a lifting when we go to the Father's house. The son said, I will arise and go to the Father. The story between the two brothers are not just that one stayed and one left, but that there's two relationships. One left and was restored. One was there and needed to be encouraged. So where, whether you have this world's goods, whether everything that the Father has is yours, take hold of it. My God, take hold of it. Use what he's given you for the betterment of the kingdom. Use what he's giving you to grow your inheritance. Use what he's giving you to grow the estate. Hallelujah. And I will even want to talk about the servant as we went in Matthew, the servant that buried the talent. We don't even want to go back to that. Remember the servant that buried the talent said, I knew you were a hard man that reaped where you didn't sow and gathered where you didn't scatter. And I was afraid. So I hid it. So right now, and I bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus that would hinder the child of God from moving in the one gift, in the one talent that God did, in the thing that God gave them in the name of Jesus. And I loose the confidence of the Father. I loose. 
hallelujah, the confidence of the Spirit of Christ on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. He said, I knew. And the, and the, and the, and the master said, what? You knew I was a hard man. And you didn't do anything? God is a loving father. But he's still looking for his return, my God. I'm not talking about him coming back. I'm telling, talking about his investment in us. You're a singer. You better sing on the corners till times get better. <laughs> You're a songwriter. You better write that song. You better write that hymn. You better write that book. You better do those things that God put in you. Stop waiting for an opportunity for it to show and write. 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 Where's my book at? My book is over there. I have a book full of songs. And out of the songs that it's full of, only 10 of them are published. Got about 50 songs. I know some people, you got more than that. God's saying, write them. Publish them. Learn how to play that piano. Learn how to play that organ. Learn how to play that guitar. Learn how to play those drums. Learn what you need to do. If it's in you. You see yourself doing it, take a lesson. Take a class. Look on the Internet. Look, use your phone. See if there's a free class somewhere. You don't have the money, do it. Do it. Hallelujah. Do it. Do the things that God has called you to do. We don't want to be as the oldest son that said, God, you never did it for me. And he said, everything I had was yours. All you had to do was access it. All you have to do is access the things of God. Access them. Access them, Steve. Access them, Reverend Williams. Access them. Access them, child of God. And you access by faith. Hallelujah. I'm hearing Brother Marrow, Minister Marrow again. By faith, we good. Because we walk by faith. Hallelujah. We don't walk by feeling. We walk by faith. So again tonight, if you said that prayer, hallelujah, if you're in the Philadelphia area, I want to encourage you to attend the Deliverance Evangelistic Church, hallelujah, in Philadelphia in 21st and Lehigh on Benjamin Smith. Avenue, Benjamin Smith Parkway, or whatever the name, Drive, Benjamin Smith, right there, 21st and Benjamin Smith Avenue. That's that's unbelievable. Hallelujah. A church under the auspices of our pastor, Pastor Glenn Spalding. Maybe you're in the Augusta area. We have a Deliverance Church of Augusta. We have a Deliverance Evangelistic Church in Sheldon, Weldon, North Carolina. We have a few Deliverances churches all across the United States, some in India. My God, some was in the Ukraine before this conflict and war was going on. We have one right here with Pastor Harold Krauss in Atlanta, Deliverance Evangelistic Church of Atlanta. Look us up. Look Pastor Krauss up. Hallelujah. You know, get in touch with him. Tell him that you heard about it here on Purpose Kingdom or on DTW Ministries. 
and you're, you, you would like to get involved, whatever, wherever you are, whatever church you can find, find a church that preaches and teaches the word of God. Find a church. I try, I try to preach about Jubilee. I try to preach about things that will get you happy, but I always seem to come back the commitment to God that we have to give. So I understand my part of the body. You know, some people, that's their portion. But for me, until God gives me a different message, I don't care what I'm talking about. It's always going to come back to our commitment to God and God's promise to us. And all we have to do is do it. All we have to do is say yes. All we have to do is avail ourselves. You know, remember the Milton Brunson, you know, singers or the Thompson community, Milton Brunson, I think it was, Lord, I'm available to you. My hands, I give to you. I'll do what you say do. Use me, Lord, to show someone the way and enable me to say my storage is empty and I am available to you. Talking about my storage is empty, I hear Larnell Harris saying, I miss my time with you. This is God's words to us those moments together. I need to be with you each day, and it hurts me when you say you're too busy, busy trying to serve me. But how can you serve me and your spirit's empty? We don't want to be the generation that grew up having church. You say, what's wrong with having church? Because we can become professional churchgoers, professional church servers, Having church without God. My God, what a tragedy. Let's pray as we close. God, we do thank you. Thank you for each and every one again that have heard and will hear this broadcast. I pray that your anointing be on every word, every gesture, every facial expression, every pause, God, that you get glory to yourself, that you would draw someone. Hallelujah to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I bind every distracting spirit that would come on this video. In the name of Jesus, that they may hear a word, that you may direct someone and give them instruction, make their way clear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You have a nice night. Praise the Lord. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me.